so subtle. <laughs> no, like, we talked about it. But then I started sending links. Yeah. yeah, sending a bunch of links. I'm like, what? I'm not going to buy a ring off of Etsy. So I finally just compiled all of these links and I was like, all right, what is the main... I've never heard this story. What, what is the... He came up what with is the algorithm. Yeah, what is the common denominator here? <laughs> and so then I was like, I'll just have it designed myself. So that's what took a long time to actually propose. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be open, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. You're not the boss of me. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> I am too. When, when you're letting me use your washer and dryer, I suppose you are the boss. <laughs> we, we are the boss of the washer and dryer. <laughs> <laughs> So if you hear stuff in the background, that's Steve's wash going. In our washer and dryer again. Because I am not the boss of him. <laughs> Did you put it on normal settings this time though and not like yeah. extreme? <laughs> extra, extra clean. I'm hardcore, okay? All right. I needed need the hardcore setting. Do we figure out where we left off last week? No, do you remember where we left off? What did we talk about? About Matt <laughs> oh. I don't know, but I have some questions first. Oh, okay. How's, okay. Conf- how's conference? conference? It's, it's conference weekend. It is conference weekend. Twice which... a year, the LDS Church does their big worldwide general conference. Yeah. yeah. This was a big one because it's the 200-year anniversary of Joseph Smith having the first vision. Go, Steve. It's the first ever virtual one only. Yeah, it's only virtual this because year. Because They always provide it yeah. on the TV and all those things. You can usually go watch it at a church building. You can't this year. Nobody is in the conference center, which is so weird because it's so quiet. And like nobody laughs when they say something funny. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, oh, is that not funny? And I'm like, oh, nobody's there. <laughs> they need like they have on Jimmy Fallon and stuff, yeah. you know, where, <laughs> there's, where there's pre-recorded laughing in the background. There you go. <laughs> We're going to tell them to add that next time. And apparently they need like pre-recorded coughs and people dropping things yes. and yep. shuffling papers and it really is kind of weird to not <laughs> yeah. hear all of that in the background you can like hear them like gulp like, yeah swallow it's weird you can hear everything because it's can you imagine for them they're literally standing there in front of twenty thousand empty chairs <laughs> they're not in the conference center oh i thought they were no i've they're... seen footage that shows them in the conference uh-uh. center maybe that's not it's alive, in like though. a they might be at the conference center but it's in like a Small room. It's a small room. Yeah. And they're sitting apart. Like there's only six of them sitting there. Social distancing. They're social Mm. distanced. It's funny. And the people who like say the prayers and stuff walk in, say the prayer, and then they leave. They're not in the room anywhere. You don't see them. Sounds like we know of. That we know of. Maybe they're back farther. Sounds like a good conference. (laughs) Walk in for the prayer and leave. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been really good. Did y'all do the Hosanna shout? Yeah. That was kind of cool. First time that's ever been done outside of a temple dedication, supposedly. Really? Yeah, I, re- I remember it. I mean... Except for the... Except for the Dedication Nauvoo. of the new... Oh, the Nauvoo. Oh. Yeah. And I thought they did it at the dedication of the Because they televised that, didn't they? Yeah. The Nauvoo dedication. Yeah, I remember I was in Guatemala when we did the uh, Nauvoo. You are probably in Bolivia. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah. been, I've been to that temple. With you, Jessica? The Nauvoo? Nauvoo temple. I've never been to Nauvoo. Oh, I have. 
Well, Why you're would cooler I've... than me. I am. I have, I have not either. Why would I have gone there without you, though, after that? It may have been, I guess I it was know. dedicated before we were married, but. Yeah, I've never anyway. been out there. At least not that I remember. Maybe I went as a kid, <laughs> but well, I wouldn't remember it if I did. When you were a kid, it wasn't there. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, it wasn't there at all. They reconstructed it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, thank you. I thought they just like redid it and rededicated it, but they actually reconstructed it. Okay. You guys probably know a lot more about this than I do. I used to be super hardcore into all this stuff. I just loved. I know you did. General conference and. You'd give me a lot church of shows for not being as into it as you were. Would I? <laughs> Sorry, I was kind of self-righteous. And now I'm better. So maybe it was good. Growing up. Now she gives me crap. I'm just kidding. So growing up, we, I remember it was like mandatory that we watched like one session, but like Saturday session, we never watched. Like those sessions were not a thing we did. And then when I married Steve, it became like a big deal because there are, so for people who don't know, there are there five. Are 10 hours of conference <laughs> this weekend. In one weekend. So it's a lot. It starts Rolling. at 10, it goes till noon, starts again at two, goes till four, and then Saturday Recent night, sessions, six, to, six eight. to eight. Although this year it was everybody. It was everybody again. And then today on Sunday, it's 10 to noon, and then again from two, two to, four. to four. So it's a lot of conference. See, yeah. and I, I used to, I would always try and get tickets and go down to Salt Lake and wait in line for three hours yeah. to get in and... I was there for the conference, the new, the dedication of the new conference center. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the only time I've actually like even been in the phys- like was that right before your mission? Yeah, freshman year of college. Yeah. Okay. The only time I've ever kind of been to conference, I didn't actually go into the building, but you and I went and sat on Temple, like on Temple Square, and listened. Oh, yeah, we did. It must have been spring. I don't know. We were traveling somewhere and planned in a stop in Salt Lake to do that or something. Yeah, I don't don't know. know. But that's the only time I've even been in Salt Lake for conference. I've never been. Me and my college roomies would go down, had as many sessions as we could. You're whispering. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny to me now, though, that like, like last night I was out for a run, Saturday night, six o'clock. When I would have, you know, when priesthood session was going on. Yeah. And it seems like every time it rolls around, whether I even realize it or not, that that's the time frame of priesthood session. It's like, I don't know, I just always find myself like feeling very introspective and just like taking, it's just a chance for me to take a good hard look at where I am in life and how I feel about that. And so that's what you did last night? Yeah. While I was on my run. And I think it very much just ties into the fact that twice a year, that time frame during priesthood session was always such a big... Self-reflection? Yeah. Interesting. It was like my chance to... Self-reflect. Exactly, yes. Thank Figure you. out what's Thank you for working. finishing all my sentences. <laughs> and I Figuring keep, <laughs> Since I keep not... We'll just start calling you Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> my mom does not finish her sentences. Sorry, mom. We love you. <laughs> but she Sorry. knows that and we tease her. Sorry, right? mom. We... it's so funny anyway i was thinking yesterday on my run how sometimes like it's been like i feel anxiety during that time or like 
I've felt insecure about where I am, like wondering if I'm on the right path or not. And then other times I just feel like really confident and really like, Hmm. it almost always ends in feeling peace of like, I'm okay. I'm in a good place. I'm on a good path. I'm trying to do the right things. Mm -hmm. And it was very much that way last night. In fact, I I very much needed that. This whole quarantine thing has just screwed with my head so much. I've been an emotional disaster and going for that run and going through that process and like ending it on a good note of I'm happy with where I am. I'm in a good place. Did you want to watch the last session of conference with us? No. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have seven layer dip popcorn and Italian sauce. Oh, that makes it more appealing. (laughs) I also have cinnamon rolls from breakfast this morning. I wondered how that was going to go because you did invite me. You said after we record, you should stay in hot tub. Yeah. And then I was thinking, but y'all are going to be... It's my saying, you should go enjoy oh, the pool and the hot, hot tub, tub you. and go <laughs> relax up there. The pool's like really warm. It feels really nice. You can get a tan. Just seemed like something I would want to do. distract you all during your general conference with my swan dives and my, <laughs> we won't my be triple watching. backflips. We'll, we'll be downstairs and closing the blinds. Yeah. <laughs> So anyways, yeah, conference has been good. I always love watching conference, listening to conference, and it's just kind of a relaxed weekend. No, it's it's like Steve said. It's like, a, it's a peace and calm. It's... Yeah. I love conference because it recharges my batteries mm-hmm. a little bit of, hey, either a reminder of you're doing the right thing or a, hey, get your button gear mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Either way, self-reflecting is so good. Yeah. And what's it been this time, Matt? A little bit of both. I feel like I have failed a little bit as an Elders Quorum president, especially during this quarantine weeks. Yeah. I haven't been as involved with the brethren or anybody in the ward as much as I probably should have. And so I feel a little bit of guilt with that. But this, at the same time, I'm, I get quickly over that because yeah. work has been absolutely nuts. Yeah, you've had the opposite problem of most people is you have so much work right now. Yeah. And yet you're trying to protect your employees and your family. So you've got like all this balance. Yeah. Trying but, to do what you can. I mean, uh, yeah. Bottom line, it's been good. Well, and I think the whole point is, is to, like you just said, to not like beat yourself up about it, but recognize, oh, hey, I might want to do more here. Probably wasn't doing as much as I wanted before. And now I'm going to try to do a little more, see what I can do. I think a lot of times people take it and just like feel all this guilt and shame and totally berate themselves. And that's not the intention, but I think it's hard for people to balance that. The two words that are probably sticking out in my mind right now of what I've gotten out of it so far is love and charity. There's a lot about love. Yeah. So loving others, loving yourself, loving loving God, and then charity, meaning serving others. So, were you going to say something, Steve? I was just going to say along your comments that I think it's sad when someone walks away from something like this feeling like they're failing or like they're need to do more or just beating themselves up, which I used to do all the time. Yeah, and so many people do. Yeah, and I think that's. A fairly common thing in the Mormon church for people to, for really good, genuine people who are trying their best and doing their best as parents and individuals and community members to just only see the things that they're lacking. And that's sad. 
we all need to be a little more gentle on ourselves. Oh, for sure. And that's something that I try and bring up a lot because my friends come to me fairly often with questions or concerns about church stuff or about how they're doing or just about their relationships in life. And I'm like, you guys, stop beating yourselves up and thinking you have to like hit this really high standard of something none of us are ever going to get to. Like you are good where you are at. If you have a desire to do good, you're okay. And that's like what I think it comes down to. You can only do so much. Be gentle on yourself and look, find the good in you. Find the little things you might want to tweak and go from there. But don't like Jessica, beat yourself you, up. Where do you get the reminders of not beating yourself up? What do you mean? Where do I get the reminders? Like, is that an internal thing? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. Or like a, where, do you get, where do you get those reminders? Um, <laughs> you remind me a lot of the time, <laughs> but usually it's like, that's stupid. And I'm like, that was not helpful. <laughs> but then long term it is because it is like, oh yeah, that is stupid. But usually when I've I- I've had s- to remind you of that often. Yes, I don't you, know if it comes true. across that you way. Have, I hope yes. it does. But quite often when you're beating yourself up for something. And if I like can't pull myself out of it, then I do probably look to the two of you to kind of help me remember- Okay, you're fine. You're doing the best you can. Let it go and walk away. And often I I find that reminder in just self-reflecting of what have you been doing? What good have you done? Focus on the good and keep going. Like just keep doing what you're doing and try and do a little better every day. But there's no point in beating yourself up for not being whatever you think is this perfect ideal situation or this ideal person or it's just not real. You've been given certain gifts and qualities, and you excel at those things, and then other things you do the best you can. What were you going to say, Steve? I was going to say, you guys both helped me with that last week when I was feeling like a crappy dad. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, especially, I think you said, just, like, you don't have to be doing some big thing with Penny. Just being there with her is It's enough. enough. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I've thought of that over and over this week when she and I have just been because in all in all reality, like that's what she just wants. <laughs> it is, it which is. is so funny. All to me. Penny wants she to just do. Set, all she wants to do is cuddle on the couch, yep. sit on my legs, like I just explained. That's where we spent all morning and most of yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> but she's on her tablet doing her art stuff, her color by number stuff, but she and wants listening you to Harry close. Potter. And I'm on my phone doing whatever. And but like we're still together. Like she's literally sitting on my shins. <laughs> And like she shows me whenever she's done with her art and I'll show her some silly meme that made me laugh. (laughs) Because that's what I'm doing is trolling social media. But my point was several times I just had to tell myself, this is okay. Penny and I are together. And you think of all the other times that you go do awesome things together and that you do do big things. Like it all balances out. Like it doesn't have to be some great event every time you're together. And honestly, for Penny, I've been thinking about like kids, our kids love languages and trying to think how those are. And Penny, (laughs) (laughs) Penny, I think, has several of them. But I do think quality time is a big thing for her. Like just being engaged with her, feeling like, yeah, that you're... It doesn't even have to be like completely present, like you're saying, but being there with her and talking and listening to her random stories. <laughs> yeah. She does like to tell random stories. Oh my gosh. That They're girl. long. They are so long. <laughs> um, so what are you guys' love languages? 
We just did something like this. I just did one of those tests, 15-minute answer questions thing. So I think mine has changed over the years. I think I am like this weird mix of all of the love languages. Like Jessica's I, weird. That's what I heard. I am pretty – that is true. <laughs> I'm pretty open to seeing where love is coming in. Like I just have gotten to the point where I've thought a lot about if I'm going to be in any type of relationship – People usually show their love language the way they receive, like the way they want to receive a love language, right? So they, one of the things I do love to do is give gifts. Like I love to remember something that somebody said. I'll take notes in my phone of, like one of my friends I think right, I can think of as an example right now. She likes these round jelly things, lifesavers. She likes the round jelly lifesavers and they're hard to find. So I always look for those to try and find them. And then I want to take them to her on her birthday or whatever, because I know that will mean something to her that I remembered. But that being said, I've tried really hard to make it so that I don't need one type of love language, because if I'm going to be in a relationship with all these different types of people, I mean, yes, my spouse is most important, but I have a relationship with Penny, with you, like all these people, they're all going to show me love different ways. And so I try to open myself up to just being okay with receiving those different ways. Does that make sense? And I remember when Matt and I were struggling when we first got married, my sister-in-law always telling me, like, she'd be like, Jessica, the fact that he, like, shows up in your relationship with Steve, like, that he's okay with that relationship is, like, a huge sign that he loves you. And I know that and feel that. And I'm like, it's so true. Like, that's, it's not a simple act, but I want to say a simple act of Matt consistently being okay with my relationship with you. So Matt's love languages, I put up with your freaking ex. <laughs> <laughs> but you understand, but you get that, right? Like, yeah. that is a way that Matt's showing me that he cares enough about me and my daughter to be okay with this relationship, to be okay with us being close and different things like that. And so that was one thing when things were hard that I always held on to. And then also just seeing, I don't know. So I feel like I have this, when we did the love language thing, it's like this variety of, like they're all pretty even when I take the test of how I receive love. I don't remember. <laughs> Mine I was mostly you, quality time. I think Matt had like three that were on top. I, was, but I think quality yeah. time. And then gifts, which yeah. I thought was funny. And then there was like another one that was higher up. But I think quality time was your highest. And it could have been gifts because Jessica's really good at giving gifts. <laughs> I'm terrible at giving gifts. I didn't know that about both of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Our listeners are going to find out how much Steve knows about our relationship because Jessica tells all. I try True. not to tell all. And that is something I had to learn at the beginning of our relationship is how to scale back. So that was like a big fault of mine at the beginning. Um, but we still, Jessica, you and I still support time. each other. And right. Yes. Yes. We get each other and we still talk to each other about I relationship stuff. And there are some things that I try to. Not talk to Steve about, but find a different friend or like my sister-in-law or sister-in-laws. Well, stop. To talk, talk to. Talk to me about it all. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve does know a lot of everything that's going on because we share a kid. And so like if something's going on with Matt's kids, I try to make sure Steve's informed that he so he knows if Penny brings something up, this is where it's stemming from. Anyways, <laughs> that's the whole thing about giving gifts. <laughs> my top two love languages 
according to this test thing that I did. And who knows? It all depends on what mindset you're in when you yeah. take it and like what kind of relationships you're thinking about. But mind or physical touch and words of affirmation. Quality time. Really? Huh. And then what are the other three? Acts of service, words of affirmation, and gifts. Gifts was my lowest. It was like one percent. That doesn't surprise me. So if you love me, touch me. <laughs> touch me. <laughs> that's, and spend time with me. <laughs> but see, that's something I was going to say about our relationship is that was definitely more of a thing, the physical touch We were thing. super affectionate. We were very affectionate. And that was a big change for me going into my relationship with Matt is Matt is not affectionate. It's also been a change for me and Jessica, me and your relationship. Is yes. I just have mostly eliminated that just because but we just don't, keep it appropriate. But like hugging or like I'm sitting down and put your person. arm around yeah. somebody. Like that's Steve's natural thing to do <laughs> with anybody. But yeah, you can't do that as much with me because that's Which weird. Which <laughs> was a really tough thing for me in starting to, like in my first relationship with Sebastian, I was used to being super affectionate without even thinking about it. And he would freak out like because two dudes being affectionate in public, that's, I mean, at least 10 years ago, it's changing now. But 10 years ago, that was pretty taboo still. Yeah. And yeah, so I had to get used to not just being able to do that the way I had with you all those years, Jessica. Yeah, and I don't think Matt and I have ever discussed this, that like Steve was very affectionate in public and always like it was always a like he was always touching me, he was always holding my hand. He always had like a hand on my leg or on my like around me or something like it was just, yeah, like I'm sure it drove my family nuts because we were very affectionate not like gross but just yeah not like get a room kind of affectionate. yeah (laughs) (laughs) so that was a big change for me to have to recognize and switch and me i'm totally opposite oh yeah you are (laughs) and that's okay that's why it's good to know each other's love languages yeah this quarantine has made me like i am starved of affection yeah It's funny. I mean, we're starving of lots of things being in isolation, but like physical touch, like I am just. It was interesting, like you saying that. I remember at church getting a hug from somebody when I was single. And it was like one of the ladies at church, one of the older leaders, leaders, (laughs) one of the older leaders, (laughs) older ladies. And but no, but like seriously not wanting to let go of her because I didn't realize that I needed to feel that at that moment like I was missing that physical connection and just having somebody put their arms around me was it brought me a lot of peace and I was grateful for that so yeah what are you thinking about Matt nothing really so I think <laughs> leading into this too I, I keep thinking about when Matt and I were dating and then when we got married and you were more affectionate when we were dating yes yes <laughs> Not like tons more, like there still wasn't a ton of public, like there wasn't a ton of PDA, but there was still more affection. And then that switched a lot when we got married. And also like you would send me cute texts all the time when we were dating or leave me notes because occasionally I would go to your house when you were at work and shower because it was right by the gym. And you would leave me notes on the stairs and stuff telling me. I don't remember this. Yeah. All sorts of nice things. (laughs) And so that, I mean, and those were things that I was like, this is awesome. I love, like, it doesn't take much to show people love. And I think sometimes we try to make it a bigger deal. And so we don't do anything 
but those little acts. And we think that it takes some huge yeah, thing. Yeah, you need it really to do doesn't. this big thing, but literally sending a nice text when you think of somebody like, hey, I was just thinking about how cute your butt is or something, you know, like whatever it is. <laughs> little things go a long way. <laughs> I don't know. That was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> Zip it. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Hey, I miss seeing you today. Like stuff like that. I miss your cute butt today. <laughs> Dang straight. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a difference. Or leaving a little note somewhere or buying somebody's favorite treat or whatever it is. Those yeah. things really mean a lot. But at the same time, I think that, I don't know, sometimes when leaving those kind of notes, like a partner will look at that as, oh, he's just trying to get a piece of butt. Because you talked about my cute butt. You think that girls are thinking that? (laughs) Sometimes. I think very rarely. Probably. But I think men tell themselves these things so then they don't do them. (laughs) Yeah, because we're trying to hide something or something. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Because doing those things, you're probably going to get a piece of her butt. Because if you leave a little note, (laughs) isn't that what you said? Yeah. I'm trying to be (laughs) G-rated. It just sounds funny. She is going to show up better in the relationship if you have left her a little note. Or if you do something for your partner. And that's like something I feel like I've told you a lot over the six years that we've been married. Almost seven. That like these little things are going to come back and do you a whole lot of good because it makes me want to engage with you more because you've shown me some, I feel loved. I feel loved outside of our bedroom and therefore I want to show up in the bedroom. Amen. That's what I always try to, (laughs) that's what I always tell guys or like people who they're like guys complain about their wives not putting out. And I'm like, okay, what are you doing for your wife outside of the bedroom to show her that she's loved? Because that's what makes us want to show up in the bedroom most of the time. So, Matt, you bring up a good point, though, that the the motive has to be right. The motive has to be... Absolutely. Yeah. Not... That it has to be clear that you're not trying to get some action. Right. (laughs) Yes. Because if you're trying to get some action and that's your motive for doing something nice for your partner, that's It's got to be given with, with the expectation of nothing in return. Exactly. Yeah. And if so, you'll chances are you'll get some in return. <laughs> it's very true, though. But if you give it because you're trying to get some, you're not going to get any. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Relationship uh, advice. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, people. There you go. So going like Matt and I dating, those were the things that I really loved, though. I mean, we'd be at church, and I remember he'd always like hold my hand during the prayer. She got your arms folded, and he'd do that. And but that was like secretively. Yeah, but even so, I remember the first (laughs) we were like within a couple weeks of us dating, which is about all we dated. We went to state conference, which is a regional meeting in our church, and you were affectionate in public because I remember our friends were like, "What is going on?" Like people from our ward. Now let's let's define what the affection was. You had your arm around me. You were holding my hand. I, I was probably resting it on the chair behind you. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Yes. Even doing that, resting your arm behind me and then, like, touching my shoulder still means something. Absolutely. If you just put it there and don't touch me, that's different. 
But yeah, but doing those things, I remember people were texting me and like, what's going on? Nobody texted me. People were super excited. Nobody knew who I was. <laughs> and it was at that point that I think like the next day I went and told all of the other guys I'd been dating, sorry. Done. Matt put his arm around my shoulder. <laughs> now he's my only one. You guys one. are toast. Uh, yep. And that's how I knew I really wanted to be with you because there had not been a guy up until that point that I had, like, when I was dating him, that I didn't want to stop dating other guys. Like, I kept dating other guys because I knew I didn't want to be with this person exclusively. So once I felt that with you, I was like, all right, this is something I really want. Because I don't want, I don't care about any of these other guys anymore. Done. Donezo. Matt and I dated for two weeks. I th oh, we discussed this and then decided we were getting married. We got engaged on Steve's birthday. We discussed that, which is really great for Steve. What I didn't remember what, being what on my birthday, birthday, honestly. May 29th. So, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. We got engaged May 29th and we got married on June 28th. Side note. I'm taking a birthday trip, whether this quarantine crap is lifted or not. So, end of May, this had better be done. <laughs> Steve's out of here. Don't count on it. It might be a solo trip where I see no one, but I'm still taking a dang birthday trip. Where are you going? You do it, Steve. I don't know. Just don't go to Sun Valley. Yeah. <laughs> Why Sun Valley? Because they had a huge know, party, oh. and somebody had it. Is that how and this so, happened? Like, 40 people at the party oh. all got it. Because Blaine County is is more than half, I That's think. That's why. Half of and the then, confirmed cases in Idaho are in Blaine yes. County. And Blaine County's tiny. It's Sun Valley and Ketchum. Yeah. These little teeny tiny mountain and towns. And it's a lot of older people. Yeah, older, so retired. They, this big party, like 40 people, this is just what I've heard, 40 people got it at the party and they don't know they have it. Right, because it was so early So they're on. still living life. And then it's like the whole community because it's such a small area. Right. Do the it. exponential math there. 40 <laughs> people and then exponentially grow it. It's a hell of a curve. Anyways. Big curve. So don't go to Sun Valley. Yeah. Anyways. I love the fact that if you live in Idaho, you just get still get the rep of you you guys in Idaho don't know what you guys are doing. Yeah, like, like that text message we got or that Instagram message from yeah. some stranger on our husband-in-law Instagram yeah. who lectured us that you people are not very good at what it is. Social distancing. Social distancing. Don't you know Idaho's one of the worst in the and you're in Ada County? There's part of it that's really bad. Yeah. And honestly, this is what we have decided is Steve is a part of our family and we're quarantining as much as we can within our family and we send a kid back and forth. So I have felt better about just having Penny this weekend and last, like, not that it really makes a difference if I'm exposed to something at work, I'm exposed to it, but being at the, in the hotel industry around travelers, but I don't know, for some reason coming home in the evenings and not immediately being with her. Yeah. Has been helpful. Yeah. That's I good. I don't know, just sets me a little more at peace, but. Yeah. So anyways, Steve has been in our home. He comes over for dinner occasionally. And does his laundry. And does his laundry because we're not sending him to a public laundry mat. <laughs> So I was tempted there. to go to Home Depot this morning and buy my baseboard so that oh, I could. You can order do... stuff online and then they'll bring it I was going to look into that and see because then I could actually put in my dang baseboard in my laundry room and then I could install my washer and dryer. My dad's been doing that. In fact, they have little lockers too. If you get small things, you can just go to the locker and pick it up. But baseboard. Funny, my sister's building her house, you know? Yeah. And 
She said they're only allowing 20 people in Home Depot at a time. Yeah. So she'll go and wait in the queue. Yeah. To go into the store. Yeah. They have you spaced out like they do at Costco and stuff. Yeah. Somebody else was telling me that too. Anyways, did we want to talk I've, about anything I've been too else? unmotivated to do any house project, but today I'm feeling highly motivated, highly energetic. I'm Good. not sure why. You get in the swing of things. Yes. It does take a lot to what are we asking though? Do we want to talk about what? Well, where we're at in the timeline was you guys dating leading up to proposal, right? Or did we already talk about proposal? Well, we didn't. Let's talk about that. How did you propose? Or was there more to talk about before then? It wasn't something super extravagant of a proposal. But leading up to it, I remember once we finally confirmed that we were probably going to get married. Confirmed that we were probably. Finally, (laughs) after 10 days. I felt like it was forever, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. Carry on. Okay, thanks. I remember Jessica, she was already sending me like these links on Etsy of, of like a ring that she likes on Etsy. So subtle. <laughs> no, like, we talked about it. But then I started sending links. Yeah. yeah, sending a bunch of links. I'm like, what? I'm not going to buy a ring off of Etsy. Like, So I finally just compiled all of these links and I was like, all right, what is the main... I've never heard this story. What? What is the... He came up what with is the algorithm. Com- yeah, what is the common denominator here? <laughs> and so then I was like, I'll just have it designed myself. So that's what took a long time to actually propose. Yeah. I went so tell in, us about the design. I went into the jewelry shop downtown, which the guy cracks me up. He's always high all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Probably he, designs better that way. Yeah. Well, I drew it out for him. And so I went in there and I yes. said, hey, I need a a ring and here's what I want it to look like. So I drew it out and he made it. But it Let took me see a long your ring. time. I don't to... even know what, I don't know what it looks like. I love my ring. Oh yeah, I didn't know what it looks like, Doug. It's a good one. Steve's looking at my ring. <laughs> We're all just like watching him. Cute, Matt. So anyways. It's perfect. It's a nice design. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Matt's love language. Giving gifts. Right? No. I'm terrible at giving gifts. Oh, yeah, not giving gifts. He doesn't mind getting them, but he's real bad at giving them. Well, Matt, speaking your love language, he put a lot of thought and time and effort into giving you the right gift. Yeah. No, he nailed the ring for sure. And it was super simple, and I didn't need anything big. Like, he was sitting there one night, we were talking, and he was messing with my necklace, and somehow you, like, hooked it onto my necklace. And then... Without you noticing? Yeah. Like it was like hooked on something like... I'm a magician. Like a pendant or wow. something that was hanging on it. I don't know. Yeah. And then so I don't remember So there was this one magician. <laughs> <laughs> in this case, it was Matt. So that's, that's how I proposed to her. Yep. On my couch in our living room. Yep. My living room at the time. No, it became ours. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and then it was just super fast. I remember we didn't want anything big. We kept it nope. super simple. In fact, we probably would have just gone to the courthouse, but our families, we felt like they really wanted some sort of Something. celebration. So we got married in this teeny tiny church. It is a teeny tiny it church. Is it's so the tiny. funniest little it's church. so cute. My mom called me and she's like, hey, I looked into this because we were just going to do it at a park. And she's like, it's going to be too hot. Yeah, it was so we right, did it there. Right on the edge of, right on the river on the edge of BSU campus. Yeah. 
It seriously looks like a like a model church from yeah, like it looks a little like from like a model railroad <laughs> set or something. Yeah. It's about that size. Yeah. Yeah. And like my aunt came over and helped the girls and I get ready in the morning and I did make the girls dresses and I made Matt tie and a tie to match the girls outfits. And That's cute with the, they the were cute. What were some of, before we get to like the wedding? Part, yeah. What were some of the dates that you remember that were that stuck out? I remember our first date. That was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, like as I'm sitting here, I remember hanging out at your house. So I remember activity night. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. That was that was the night after state conference. Yeah. Was, so was it was the night, night before the night the conference I was just Saturday talking about. Night. So I'd gone to the adult session. I showed up at Matt's house. I went with you to the adult no, session. No, you didn't. You I were home I with didn't. your kids. You had your kids. Oh. So that's why we ended up just at your house. I came over afterwards. Put the kids to bed. And I had my dress on and we decided to like do weird stuff in the living room. Weird and by stuff. do weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> come on. It wasn't weird The kids stuff. were in the house. Come on. We were doing like no, walking like, handstand contest and yeah. in a dress? No. So I I then remembered I had workout clothes in the car. So I had to go get my workout clothes. I don't know why I remember this. We tried watching some documentary about sushi. Yeah. And then we like just got bored. <laughs> that sounds awful. You my got brother, bored about a documentary my about sushi? Loved no. It. He highly recommended it. And maybe we should watch it now. It might be better yeah, now. Maybe. It might have just been that we were dating and all we wanted to work, all, all we wanted to do was do, make out. Do weird things in your living room and watch this documentary about sushi. So we're doing like handstand contests and wall sits and like just random challenges yeah. in the living room. It was really fun. Yeah. So I remember that night. I, I remember it. She put on her short shorts. I put on my workout shorts. They were short shorts. <laughs> they look good. <laughs> I remember this. He did tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> It was fun. <laughs> so literally, like, these are... I remember when you guys came up, we talked about Cinco de Mayo. You guys came up, and Hank had just gotten stitches. Yeah. I don't remember other dates. Like, I don't remember going out on dates with you. Matt, I remember you, showing up at your you house. Remember? I remember showing up at your house after that, what was it, a fashion show in Boise, and your friends were there, and you told me to go say something weird to your friend. And I had like had on that outfit that Dale and I had designed and I, I designed Dale's outfit that we wore to this fashion show. I don't remember this. <laughs> you told me to go say weird stuff to Jimmy because he had just gotten a snake. Dale, Dale, the guy that I had kind of dated that yeah. Jessica stayed really good friends with. <laughs> he took care of me. He was my buddy. And at some point you two were going to start a fashion line together. He wanted to. That's how I paid him for doing my hair as I did sewing for him. But mostly, he I wish just you guys would have. I liked stuff. the designs you came up with. We had some fun stuff. All the side zippers and whatever. Yeah. So I showed up at your house after that. I remember showing up there, but not for very long. And I purposely showed up because the dress was like super skanky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't yeah. like super skanky, but it was, it was skanky. It was pretty short. Describe this dress to us, Matt. I want to hear it from Matt. Do you remember it? It was, wasn't it white? It was first? white. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a white dress with a red hood. Yeah, and, I'm impressed. Well, and then you later took that same dress and dyed it pink. I did. Didn't you? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
I used I it as a swimsuit cover up after that. Yeah, she showed up super high heels. I got in the tan. That tells you something about this dress if you're now using it as a swimsuit cover up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It wasn't something I would normally wear. It had like one long sleeve and then one short sleeve and then it like opened asymmetrically in the front. Anyways, it was fun. It was cool. You ended up making a couple of those. I did make them for other people. Yeah. Yeah. I had an interesting conversation two days ago at work with one of the airline pilots that stays with us who was saying, you know, it's a shame and with all this mess going on that like... If things get worse, we're all going to be in trouble because no one even like hardly knows how to cook anymore or sew yeah. or like can their own food or anything. And Jess is doing a happy dance kind of because she knows <laughs> how to <laughs> sew. <laughs> she knows how to cook. But I don't think she knows how to can. I could can stuff. No. Kathy could. Yeah. That's true. Anyways. But uh, yeah, I just told him, I was like, well, my daughter and her mom do all that kind of stuff all the time. And he's like, they like sew things? And I'm like, yeah, like she sews like really freaking edgy, fashionable stuff. Like, I'm not talking like, you know, pioneers crossing the plains kind of clothes. Like, I've sewed some of those too. Yeah, this wasn't a pioneer dress that she showed up in. It was mostly the combination of Although those that super probably high been heels. A little bit different conversation. Let's jump forward a bit though when you had a job making. Pioneer clothes. That was before. Jump back. Oh, it was before. Jump back. That was one of the things that got me Jessica was a professional pioneer clothes maker. That was a weird job. I was not (laughs) qualified for that job. Why was there ever even a store in Boise that sold strictly pioneer clothes? They made clothes for like a few movies. Like uh, did Jago? What is that? Oh, Django Unchained. Django Unchained. They made clothes for that movie. Did you? Uh, Probably not. I was real bad. No, you weren't. I was not good at what they were having me oh, do. Like, and I didn't have ugly. a commercial size. <laughs> I didn't have a commercial machine, and that was some of what they needed. And I just didn't have. But it was good for a little while. I did all sorts of random stuff when I was single to get by, like just weird little jobs. I forgot about that one. So when you showed up in that short dress, I don't remember there being people at my home. There weren't. That's what you said. Oh, you were home with your kids. You said fashion show and you, he your told you to go friend, say something to your friends. Your friend His was friends. at the fashion show with me. Oh. Jimmy was at the fashion show with me, Jimmy and Kaylee. Got it. Yes. And they, you had me. You were me. texting me back and forth. Yes, you and I were texting. Now I remember. And you, and you told me to what? go t- say something about his snake. Asking if his snake could That's come right. out and play or something. I remember what? this. Yes. And they had no idea who I was. Yeah. They had no idea Matt and I... <laughs> And so Matt's like walk over to him because he had just gotten a pet snake and oh say, "Oh my gosh!" And he's at the bar, like he's standing at the bar. I actually did it. I'm pretty proud you of myself. <laughs> I was like freaking. I'm out. embarrassed for all three of you right now. <laughs> Both of you and Jimmy. I can't believe I did it. And, and then he say? was like dying, but he was so confused. Even after I told him I was dating you, he was like. What? Yeah. Because <laughs> most of Matt's friends hadn't been caught up on the fact that he broke up with Jane oh. and was now dating me. Yeah. Anyways, do you remember any dates we went on? Um, I remember our first date. Literally, no, that's, that's why it. I asked you the question because I don't remember. That's <laughs> why so I wanted you to go first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. I would yeah. guess the two of you didn't do a lot of like actual organized dates. No, we had kids we were I mean, juggling. You're both. Yeah. I know. We I feel like that's out. a less yeah common thing when you've both been divorced and you're yeah 
I think now we went dating to a couple of times. Like... I remember that. <laughs> we went to dinner. I know we went to dinner several times, but a lot of times, like you're saying, like we had kids, one of us would put our kids to bed and then we the other one would come over and hang out. Like it was just, or we would take the kids to the park and go play or things like that because it was a lot of, we didn't have the same schedule at that point with kids. And so you just kind of made it work. Yep. I bet I could find dates, but we didn't date a ton. We just got married. <laughs> it's interesting yeah. too, because I know that there were people that <laughs> that totally thought we were just getting married that fast because we just wanted to have sex because we weren't having sex. And That's not why we did it. <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> Drives me insane that people think this. Yes. And. And we've been called out on it several times of people trying to like throw us under the bus because they felt like that's the only reason we got married so fast. I'm like, it had nothing to do with that. It had to because do with the fact that you guys didn't have sex until you were married. Yeah. And so, yes, we might as well get married quickly if we know we're, that's what we want. But yeah. Did you want to say anything about that? You're looking at me very so No, I just remember. I'm I'm now remembering some of the thoughts that I had during this time frame of knowing that I was going to get married. Remember to Jessica. <laughs> no, no, the thoughts of like thinking that, okay, I know I'm gonna marry this woman. And we had set kind of a date of when we were gonna get married. And I thought, well, that's a sh- very short time. Like Yeah. I don't know. We don't, can hold out that long. <laughs> I yeah. I don't, I, and I would think about these people who would like have these long, lengthy engagements and not like have sex. That'd be crazy. (laughs) Anyways, deep thoughts by Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We went mountain biking on one of our dates and then you bought me a mountain bike the next day. Probably. Yeah. And that was after, like, we were engaged. But I remember going mountain biking. I also called you. So the week before we got married, Matt went to California because his cousin was getting married. So he went and flew down there for the wedding. And my dad and I took. Now, this is. The, the, that's another story. What? The cousin. This is. Oh, the wedding. This is the cousin who was told <laughs> that he didn't need a passport to leave the country to go to Mexico. And might, you might want to verify that information. He very quickly found out that it was indeed needed. Wow. And ended up staying back at home. With all of the people. With all the people staying at the home the first night he was married. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Just one thing if you have been having sex before. Even then, I don't think it'd be fun, though. No way. Go get a hotel. Yeah, I tried, <laughs> I tried to get him a hotel. He wouldn't take it. And it's just very embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the next morning. The next morning he comes down and grabs some ice out of the uh yeah. freezer. And, and I, I yeah. Everybody's uh, down in the kitchen eating breakfast. He has to come get ice for his wife. <laughs> and I said, Bienvenido a Mexico. <laughs> So Matt's at that wedding and I went mountain biking with my dad the first time. This is my second time mountain biking the first time on my new bike and I wrecked hard. And I was pissed that her dad went 
with her the first time with the bike. You didn't tell me that. I wasn't pissed, really. <laughs> I was actually, I was actually pretty excited that I was we pissed that you were it. going at all because you never went with me the whole time we were married. That is funny. Steve has brought this up. I legitimately was pissed. Did you ever buy her a mountain bike? I didn't want one. You just buy it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> so this is the funny thing I about didn't that. Ask her if she wanted a mountain bike. But. So it is funny because I would not mountain bike with Steve. And it was mostly because I felt like, or road bike with you, I felt like that was your time. Like you needed that time to go connect with guys and to go have fun with them. And so I didn't want to invade on that. And mountain biking scares the crap out of me. So I never got involved there. But then um, you and I ran together. So Steve and I would always run. And so I figured that was our thing. And then he's got his own thing. That's good. I don't need to feel pressure to mountain bike. But then as I started dating again, I was dating all these guys that biked. And I'm like, all right, it's winter. I have this membership to the Y. I am going to start spin classes. And I started spin classes so that in the spring, I would be ready to go mountain biking or road biking or whatever. And Matt happened to be the first one that actually took me. And I was like, okay, I can do this. I can go because he didn't run. So it was like no. this trade-off now mm-hmm. of Matt bikes, and I want to be able to work out with him. <laughs> but I remember, Steve, you bringing that up, that you were so, ticked about it. It's true. But I wrecked, love, love languages. I, that was your quality time right there. Yes, it's true. I wrecked hardcore. Like, went over I remember my getting handles. I just landed in Oakland. I went over my handles, the bike went over me, and then I went over again. Like, I flipped over it. Sounds impressive. It was horrible. My dad came up and I knew it looked bad because he didn't say anything for a bit. And he's just like looking at me. He's like, Jessica, are you okay? <laughs> he was like totally freaked out. This was a week before we are getting married. <laughs> a week before. <laughs> I was so scraped up. I, I was so scraped up and bruised. But I texted Matt and told him the doctor said it would be okay that on our honeymoon I could take off like the, the brace the yeah. braces that I had on my around my chest or whatever and I totally messed with him. Ugh. He called me just freaking out and <laughs> It's like I'm just kidding. I remember having that call. <laughs> I was outside of the Oakland airport at this point and I was waiting for my parents <laughs> to pick me up from the airport cuz they were already there. And I'm having this conversation I finally got out of you that you were just messing. I'm like, "Oh my god." yep yeah then we got married the next week and i was still pretty scraped up and bruised but i was really tan that summer so it was okay you couldn't see it too much (laughs) so from there i headed to the ghettos of oakland and had some mcdonald's (laughs) i I totally remember that that's funny (laughs) yeah it was weird you out or why no i was hungry (laughs) 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 but if anybody knows oakland you eventually got to the temple in oakland but the oakland temple is in a pretty ghetto area Um, pretty temple yeah it's super pretty but yeah i ordered mcdonald's through glass yeah anyway sweet plated glass So that's the whole sum of Matt and I dating. We don't remember our dates. Yeah. Remember a couple hangouts. Um, that's about it. We did a lot of things with our kids. We did do a lot with our kids. A they already times. they already knew each other and so made it easy. So next time. How are you feeling, Steve? At this time. He kind or of should we told go us. into that next time? Let's go into Steve's feelings. I don't next think time. I remember anything more than 
that one conversation. From the conversation being told, hey, we're getting engaged. Prepare yourself. We're getting engaged. Bye. <laughs> to the wedding. So next year, because it was only you know like there a couple days. There are a few day. things that happened <laughs> a couple days. There are a few things that happened the week of our wedding that we should get into, and then the actual wedding and honeymoon are a whole nother. We should have Jerry story. on. <laughs> Jerry. Yeah. Bishop Jerry. Yeah. Bishop Jerry. <laughs> For our next episode, we'll see if we can get Jerry in here. He's the one I, that maybe, actually married us. Maybe we should have him come in like. And he was about a couple months into our marriage because we can have him back. <laughs> okay and he had been my bishop when yeah. we were together right jessica yep. when we were dating bishop? again yeah yep how interesting so he'd been our bishop when we were when trying, we're trying to, to figure work. our crap out <laughs> and then my bishop when i came out and left the church no i guess by then it was bishop stevens Staley. oh stevens yeah yeah who was first bishop stevens was first and then bishop Sturgeon. okay so yeah. yeah so he was the bishop when i Came out and left the church. That's funny. Again. And then he was your bishop when you two got married. Wow. Yeah, I think he would have a lot to say. <laughs> he, oh, I'm sure he would have a lot to say about us. And then he came to pride with me a few years later. I oh, love yeah. that guy. Yeah. All right, you guys. Have a good week. Stay healthy physically, emotionally, mentally. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself some grace, for sure. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. Just do what feels right for you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right, now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.